She likes the podcast you listen to this, our boy talk about live news and anything interesting. Welcome back everyone to a new episode of the Chillax Podcast. I hope all of you are doing well. I hope that today's episode is going to be alright. It's going to sound good and clear and not too jarring. Because last few days or just last few weeks, I've been looking through my YouTube videos, editing it. And I realized there's this common speech patterns. Because usually I don't go and like edit every single part of my YouTube videos. And then I started looking through everything. Then I realized my speech pattern is a bit strange where sometimes when I try to emphasize a point, I can get a bit too loud and it can be very jarring because for those people who does video editing, it's called peaking. So when your voice goes too high, right? It, it will hit a wall or something. Then it gets cut off and it can be too sharp or whatever it is. And I didn't have any proper measures to kind of taper it down because there are some ways that can help you when you hit a certain level of like loudness, you would kind of um, adjust the volume down a little so that your voice variations, they are still there, but it's not to the point where it becomes very uncomfortable to listen to. And I realized I've become quite a stickler or quite pedantic about this kind of like sound thing because I don't know, man, it's just very annoying when your sound doesn't sound great. And I hope that through these adjustments, we are pretty good we are good to go so that's one of those changes to the to the recording but anyway today i just thought why not i didn't create any topic today i didn't write down any notes and i felt that um i should discuss something that is more i suppose prevalent these few days because i was going through this like subreddit ask singapore subreddit where people come here and ask questions about singapore for work and for leisure and there's this topic, this question that was asked, right, about 23 hours ago that got super popular and really kind of like, um, I felt, I felt like it makes sense. It resonated with me. And I thought, why not share it? Because this question was quite relevant to all of us now, right? So basically, this person called Apps Miserable 90 <laughs> says, what are you stressed about now? And she says, I'm a 33 female here, so 33 years old. Didn't have proper sleep and appetite for the past few years because of work stress. Minimal supervision at work. Time provided to complete a task gets shorter and shorter. Tasks just keep coming. I didn't sleep a wink yesterday because I keep I kept thinking about work. Intrusive thoughts overwhelmed me and I had to call the SOS hotline to talk to someone. The person on the line was quite comforting and I did felt slightly better is it true like what the old generation say younger generations are like strawberries and are easily bruised and fragile what is your age group and where does your stress come from so this is quite relevant right it's like what are you stressed about now and i would say at this age right now i can i'm quite stressed about a couple of things and just the first comment really hit hard man hit me very very hard because i'm exactly in the same position and that was the most upvoted comment so for for those of you who don't use reddit reddit you know people share things share news st stories it's like facebook like that it's like liking it but in on reddit is you either upvote or you downvote so the most upvoted comment goes all the way to the top like facebook in the olden times now facebook you check like the person's post and you try and see whether there's any funny interesting comment and then it's damn shitty one they don't allow you to 
I think the default doesn't show the most like comment. They show the most relevant one, which is like, damn stupid lah. Like all these comment like them, them ridiculous doesn't make sense. But Reddit is like the perfect, the OG Facebook, which is nice. You get to see interesting comments. So the one that really hit me hard, right, was this person that called Iraq, the Iraqi Maestro. He or she said, finding a date, buying home as a single citizen, and financial planning as the only child to aging parents. So this is what this person was stressed about and was like, dang, we're exactly in the same position, man. I'm trying so hard to find a date now. Okay, the person never said what's his or her age, but it really hit me hard. Lah. And the person also said, buying home as a single citizen. I feel like, I mean, it's kind of like complaining. I'm trying to complain here, but at the same time, I acknowledge that there's no choice. But maybe I'm not smart enough to think of a better solution to this. Because as a single citizen, you're you are kind of deprioritized here. And granted, I mean, this country is small, so they have to reserve all these land spaces for the people who are married, right? And it kind of makes sense here. But it feels like I'm being single, I'm like a second class citizen. But of course, you, I mean, I still have all the amenities and everything. It's just the key things, you know. And I think it's these key things that makes you feel like you're a second-rate citizen where, where I don't have my necessities, I don't have my if you think of like Maslow hierarchy of needs, right? You need your shelter, you need your water, you need your whatever before you can climb all the way up, right? And I don't even have my own shelter. And of course, I can live with my parents, that's what they say. But I feel that in the modern day society, right? I'm not trying to say like, oh, it's the US kind of influence. But at a certain age, you need to live alone, man. You need to grow. And I, I don't, and especially in some outlier cases like mine and my other friends, right? Where your parents, um, your relationship with your parents aren't that great and you want to move out. And of course, you have this, you are stuck in this dilemma where you want to move out, but then the rental is so expensive out there. Then you stay with your parents, but then you suffer mentally. Then when you suffer mentally, you can't be a healthy, mentally stable person to find a date and then to get married and to have children, right? So... I suppose, I mean, what the government can do is just deal with the married couple because that's the most important one, right? They, you are like the second in priority because, you know, you're still way too far off. You're still single. And that's unfortunate uh, in this case. I remember, I think on Reddit, there was this uh, CEO of this like startup on mental wellness. This lady also asked like the Lawrence Wong, like our future prime minister, like how come... You know, I'm like 33 years old and I'm still I still can't buy a house, like you know, it's unfair and everything. And he just say, um, yeah, it's no choice because I, I'm kind of butchering his statement, but he just kind of give a non-answer if I'm not wrong and say that at the end of the day, they are reserving it for like those who really need it most, right? Which is which is the 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 couples here. And I mean they they need to nurture like a new generation. So I mean we are not really the priority here right now, which is unfortunate. And then the last point, this person raised, this hierarchy maestro person said, financial planning as the only child to aging parents. And I think it sucks, man, because sometimes I look at other people's parents and and just, uh, uh, I don't know, celebrities, I suppose, and just everybody that is like at the same age as I am and their parents are about the same age. And when, whenever I see them, it's like, why their parents can buy condo 
they are not super rich okay at first first last time i see oh, okay why other parents are rich okay then that's fine if they are rich then no choice lah. i mean they gotta go university and everything maybe their family is great but my family like my father's family is not that great they are like migrants they are poor migrants but then when you start looking at other situations like how come people who are in a similar situations they work normal job but they can still get condo they save up a lot like they are financial even though they are financial they are not so uh smart not so educated but they manage their money well they don't seem to have any kind of monetary issue then whereas i see my parents like that throughout my entire life there's always seems to be monetary issue like they don't know how to plan their money well and and it just it's just a pain i think and i don't want to be like caught out in this kind of problem right it's like it just feels pretty like unfair and i think i kind of accepted it by now already but it just feels like why why like that like why why do this to yourself man and it's quite 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 um i don't know very hard to deal with right because you have to deal with these kind of things in the future right yeah anyway the person also continues to say like um all responsibility all responsibility will be on me and that's tough you see this person is like a single child right and work wise he he or she said that i've been lucky to set boundaries and in my working career thus far i have not experienced burnout or micromanaging environment i've been part of excellent teams that values work-life balance and mental health oh my god this person is exactly like like me man it feels like i'm the one that's making the comment so my my work so far is pretty good like, like i mentioned several times before work-life balance is there mental health is not too bad and of course now i'm starting to pick up more work as i become more confident i become more experienced and i'm kind of pushing that limit already i'm passing that six o'clock usually i can end at six o'clock nice which is great i can do my stuff afterwards but then i'm really slowly pushing it then i realized maybe it's a matter of prioritization also you cannot do everything all at once and i think it's just more of a um a mistake or or a problem that someone that is relatively inexperienced deal with when you have so much work how do you prioritize how do you set boundaries and that part i need to kind of figure out how do i do that right what needs to be worked on and what doesn't need to be worked on and what needs to be worked on so that i can get the promotion and whatever it is and what is not so important that i don't have to deal with and even if it catch fire will it affect me that much not so much so i think that one i still need to kind of figure out as someone that is like second or almost three years into my work my 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 career life lah. yeah so this was this comment really hit me hard man it really hit me hard second comment this person says uh, okay this person's username is what active parsley 558 and the person says i'm lonely i have maybe two friends i occasionally talk to i keep seeing people i know hang out with other people i know and just felt and just feel left out i'm too scared to start conversations with people and can't make new friends i'm surrounded by overachieving smart people who i can't compete with my sister is moving for work away from sg and my parents have moved back to our home country i'm going to be alone on my birthday this year the only joy i have is momentary watching movies playing video games to escape from my extremely non-happening life all these thoughts in my head the anxiety prevents me from making any big changes in my life because i'm too worried i will fail i want to do part-time jobs internships learn an instrument and join more clubs in uni 
but I can't bring myself to do it because my mind is just cluttered. Hopefully that's all I'm I'm stressed about. At least John Wick 4 exceeded expectations. I gotta rewatch it sometime next week. Yeah. John Wick 4 sounds like seems like an interesting like movie. I watched the trailer. I don't know anything that has Donnie Yen is cool lah. I mean and then you have like Donnie Yen and John Wick is like it's pretty cool. But I I I kind of get what this person is saying, just being lonely. But I it's a bit hard for me to put myself in his shoes. Okay, granted, like uh, a lot of the things that, that he says, like, you know, the only joy I have is momentary. And for me, this kind of momentary joy is what really keeps me going. And to me, it's not really momentary because there, are, there will always be new shows coming. And I'm, big, I'm a big fan of, like, comics. I'm a big fan of superheroes. I'm a big fan of very uh, deep philosophical shows. So there will always be these kind of shows that keep me, like, excited. And to me, it's kind of like a, a core part of my life. And whenever, as, as long as there's shows coming up, I feel like my life is still worth living and still, I mean, there's something to be happy about. Lah. And of course, I think the part where he says he's lonely is a bit challenging. I think the COVID times really kind of make a point that as much as I'm a loner, not really loner, as much as I'm an introvert, I, there's a limit to how much, how much isolation I can deal with. And I realized, you know, at the end of the day, you still need friends. And even though you don't really act, I don't actively seek out to hang out with friends. I, I still feel that it's important to hang out with friends lah, in this case. And it's, it's unfortunate, like our friend here, I think is in uni, right? And he can't, he or she can't really find anyone to hang out with. I thought usually uni, um, unless you are in private U. And I'm not quite sure whether private U also have this kind of problem. Because I remember it's only specific private U, like... UOL, University of London, at SIM, where they are all exam-based. So there's no teamwork. So there's no opportunity to meet friends. I mean, limited opportunities. But the rest of the courses I know of, or in others, or other unis, you always have like opportunity to hang out with friends, right? Unless you have some sort of like um, personality issues or your anxiety is preventing you from making friends. And maybe, you know, there's a trend, right? In the past, you don't have you are not so good at making friends and it kind of like continues or accumulates until now. And this is something that I can't really help. Uh. I think I always wonder, right? Even though I'm an introvert, how come I can make friends? And maybe it's just um this innate, innate skill that I develop that's unconscious. I feel that maybe deep down, right? Just me trying to please my parents and not have my father go ballistic on me, right? kind of created that, that, that skill. And at the same time, my father is also quite, they like to please other people as well. So I think that kind of rub, rub off on me. And just being very docile and quiet also helps. When you are too overly aggressive, then this becomes a problem. Generally, people are more accepting of people who are, who are more reserved. But if you are too reserved and you are like a wall, yeah, when people talk, talk to you, it feels like they are talking to a wall that cannot answer back, right? Then that becomes a problem, I suppose. But I mean, I try. And generally, I sit in the, in the spectrum of like, um, even though I'm quiet, I feel that everybody should try like to talk. Like that is not an excuse, right? And of course, I can be tired. And my friends sometimes do a lot of the legwork. Like, they will try and talk to me. And, but at the end of the day, I still try and that helped, I guess. And I think this one, 
I can't really help. I can't really answer this uh, because it's, it's challenging. I think the person here is is like a foreigner as well. Like the sister is working away from SG. Parents are moving back home. It can be difficult. And our friend could be in local uni because he is surrounded, he or she is surrounded by overachieving smart people who I can't compete with. And I can kind of get it. I can imagine it because I'm okay. I'm just fortunate. I think I got mentioned before. I'm not in an environment that is hyper competitive. When I met these hyper competitive people who are going to Ivy League school in, in army, right? You can kind of get a glimpse of it, you know? It's so scary because maybe it's scary, but at the same time, you kind of get used to it. But it's so, this environment is so good to make you become a high achiever, make you be, I don't know, decently successful in this economic system, in this society. Because everybody is just running this race like a madman and they just keep working. And then if you don't work, if you don't work as hard as him or as close to as their level, right? Then you are left out. You are kind of like an outlier. And people don't really, I mean, when you don't want to be an outlier, right? you want to fit in. And this kind of environment creates this, this values, it fosters this kind of values, these perspectives and these expectations that led them to this day. And then I compare it to my, my environment. Okay. I don't want to say neighborhood, it could be any kind of, it could be any kind of school so will have this kind of environment where you don't have people who are as hardworking then this like, you know, becomes, it's, it's very hard like, and I can kind of see this uh, difference, right? This different level along the spectrum from my neighborhood school where people are just chill. So like the ratio of people who are hyper competitive to chill is maybe you have 1% that's hyper competitive in my neighborhood secondary school, 99% is just damn chill. So end up everybody don't do well. Lah. Even I got lucky I can get to the top 10%. So that was quite funny. Then I moved, I got, I, I did well. Then I moved to poly. And then in poly, the situation was a lot of these people come from very established school. Established school. Wow, that was a bit hard to pronounce there. Um, and then you have like about maybe 50% or 40, okay, maybe 30 to 40% that's quite serious here. Then maybe uh, another 30% is somewhat smart, but still not super serious. So you kind of feel the tension and the competitiveness build up really. Yeah, people, you know, have like conflict with one another. So this is the part where I kind of got influenced to a certain extent. And then when you reach, when I reach NS, of course I didn't, I didn't get the opportunity to experience the hyper-competitive environment because my my uni, my NS doesn't have such an environment but in my NS, I got to meet these people. Luckily, my uni doesn't have bell curve and um, it's, a, it's a kind of like a new university, right? So people are not that competitive but if you go to local uni, it's going to be pretty bad where you have like constant... uh backstabbing one another. I heard about these kind of things before and I was like, fuck, before you go to work really, you really have this kind of nonsense happening to yourself. Like, like this kind of backstabbing happens at work, you know, where there's financial incentives. But in school, there's no financial incentive, you know. It's just grace, eh? It's just grace. And I guess it's a bell curve that's causing the problem. If there's no bell curve, everything will be good, right? Yeah. So I'm not quite sure. It's, it, it's challenging, man. It's like... Why, why work so hard? 
I don't get it. But of course, if you think about it, if you want all your lifestyle, if you want your typical Singaporean lifestyle, you need to have some sort of like income, right? You, you want to have kids, you want to have a house, you want to go for a holiday every once in a year. Then of course, you need to work hard. And then competition is getting harder and harder because of um not just so many, every single Tom, Dick and Harry can get a degree. And at the same time, um, you also are subjected to overseas competition as well because I mean if those of you those of you who are familiar in the global companies who are working in global companies you will realize that if people can outsource they will outsource and then it hits it, it hits you the worst granted like I mean the government has some sort of law that says you need x amount of people they are Singaporeans but my understanding is that that is for a local situation but then they can move the entire function right to overseas so why do they need you and it becomes more and more prevalent because i've seen it happen and and there are cases where like if you think about it right who is our closest neighbor that is very similar to us that has the same level of like language right or maybe co- even competency you think about malaysia right malaysia the person in malaysia looks like you speaks like you can speak chinese can speak english can even speak malay there's a possibility right so they have three languages then you only got two languages, and then you speak chinese like like shit right and then your english also not that great of course their english also kind of similar to our level then at there is is how much do you pay them cost of living is lower than their their currency is not as strong then the amount of you have to pay for them as compared to paying for us here let's say you pay a a, a, a graduate student here right 3.5 to 4k i mean for someone who does like marketing or research or whatever it is 3.5k of course you add up things like paying extra for cpf they need to pay for 17 percent right they need to pay you insurance they need to pay you whatever miscellaneous overheats on you on top of your 3.5k or 4k cash right then they go to malaysia then malaysia they might pay the same thing but the cost of living is lower then they need to they their competition might be wider and you know the cost of labor is even lower right so they have two similar graduates then granted they will go there right i mean why not and the only proving point, the separating, differentiating point is maybe if you can do work better than them, you can manage work, you are more capable than them, then that's a different story. But how do you prove that on a piece of paper? Of course, you can put experience and everything, but you need to really convince, even though you have like, what, five experience, you need to convince them that, hey, I'm worth it, I'm worth it for you. It's, you need to pay five times the amount or three, three to five times the amount just to get me try me out test me out and if i fail okay then you gg uh. i mean you wasted money training me up or maybe you you pay for my you you hire me then you pay so much money three times more money right than buying someone from from malaysia then you have to train then i mean you look you look at the current career or the working culture these days right people don't stay long right so you work one year, then the person train you up, you know, then they pay you so much, then you just jump. Then now, now what are they left with? They must, then they must well, 
might as well just hire somebody overseas, right? Because overseas, if they want somebody that, I mean, if they, that, that can do somewhat of a good job, they can just find overseas. Whereas like here, there's like too much uncertainty. They pay so much. I mean, that's the situation I'm seeing right now, which is pretty challenging. Oh, I can't believe I go on a rant. Anyway, that's the comment. Third comment, this person says, 29 female here. I'm in the same boat. Losing sleep due to work stress. Seems like my role may be in danger. I wake up with this tightness in my chest sometimes. I still have my appetite. But food doesn't taste as nice anymore. Which is which is uh, doubly depressing. Sending positive vibes your way. Hope things take a turn better turn. Wait, hope things take a better turn soon. What the heck, okay. Yeah, so I think I kind of experienced this before and I see my friends experience this where there was a case where I mean it gets so stressful that you want to vomit and then you have like a lot of like stomach ex exit or so. It depends on different people and I've heard a lot of these kind of things happening. I thought it was my body failing me, you know, turning 30. Then I got acid reflux. Then my bowels, like it's, I have like irritable bowel syn syndrome. Then my, then my, my, my hair started turning white and everything. I thought it's just maybe I'm old, but actually it's not true. When I see my friends like working in stressful situations, they also encounter the same thing. Like I have friends who all start to have like a uh, stomach exit. Then they, then the, there are other people who also want to vomit. They want to so stressed. Like they want until midnight every day. And then I think there are those that are like getting constantly scolded by the client. And it's very challenging there where they have to deal with this kind of high amount of stress. Then the question at the end of the day, I keep on asking myself like, is it worth it or not? But then if I want to live a normal life, like I need to do that, right? I need to, I mean, there's a certain kind of expectations of how much you, you should earn. Right? I can't be earning like 3k and be happy with it. Of course I can be happy with it, but I think it's, it's tough. Like it kind of goes back to the first comment where if I'm looking for a date, I mean, it's challenging, man. Like I spoke to people who are older, they say, I mean, if, you, if that's what you value, then you should try and stick to it. But then it's like, whatever I value is not valued by, by people. It's not, there's not a lot of people who values it, like, or frugality. And granted, I also want to spend money. I want to enjoy life. So it's like, it's a toss-up, man. It's, it's very conflicting. And I'm not too sure right now. I mean, having more money is good. But what's the end point? Right, but at least I still need to like kind of have a decent amount, right? And then having, the, then you need to find the perfect situation where you can earn decent and work at a place that doesn't drive you nuts. And that's that's always a toss of a coin from what I understand. And I'm quite grateful that I found my job here. Like it's not that bad in terms of salary wise, and the environment is good. And you know, whenever you find a workplace, you kind of realize that not every workplace is perfect. And when you find something that is close to perfect, you try and stick to it and you try your best to, I mean, make the most out of it lah, in this case. Next comment, worry about laid off, about getting laid off. I think this is one of those things that kind of reminded me when I saw this comment that recently there's a lot of people getting laid off, right? And those are tech jobs. And I'm, this is one of those moments where I'm just grateful that I'm not working in the tech industry. I think when I graduated, I really want to work at Shopee, Grab. And not being able to work there is a bit disappointing. It's a bit sad because like 
I mean, that's cool, right? Tech and everything. And it's interesting. And there's a lot of young people there. I could have found a, a date and a partner there. But it's unfortunate I'm not there. But this is the point where I see like, oh, it's nice. And I realize that when you are in, when you're in uni, right? You see news now and then, like on, on Reddit or on like Google Discovery feed or somewhere, like people share on Facebook. Then you see, oh, you know, people getting laid off. But it doesn't hit you when you are not working, right? You just see, oh, oh, okay, this industry, people getting fired. Okay, so be it. But then when you start working, then this becomes a huge issue because now that I'm working, I'm seeing like people who are in the tech industry getting laid off. Then I think, wow, crap. You work there, then can, lay, can suddenly get fired one, you know, your job. Okay. I mean, just the idea of being get, getting fired is like so, so ridiculous, you know, that I cannot even accept like, wow, if you are shit at your job, you can get fired. But in school, you cannot get fired, right? And you need to do a decent job. I think in the first two years, I was a bit paranoid. Like, I see people getting fired around me and I'm like, hey, am I going to get fired as well? Then I realized, okay, these people are really doing a shit job. I'm doing a, a decent job. So I will, I'll probably not get fired unless there are other reasons like the company have financial issues, right? And I think this is the part where, it's, where I'm fortunate to see like, okay, thank God I'm not in tech industry because I'm just an entry-level staff even two to three years in, right? And if they want to let go, they're going to let go of me. And I would very much prefer stability right now. Imagine like, you know, it's getting even tougher. Like, like going back to what I said, more and more people are graduating with a uni, uni degree. And then when you're getting fired, tons of people are getting fired and they are being released into the wild. So you're competing with not just the people who graduate, the, pe the people who graduate before you, the people who graduate after you, the people who are trying to find a new job get higher pay and then you're competing with people who are laid off which is like how how do you fight if you are not good right and i mean i i don't know man it's tough it's tough okay final comment i feel like i'm running too too long really 30 minutes and my mouth right is getting way too dry and i can feel that my voice kind of changed a little like there's a lump because i never drink water and i keep talking i should be talking for my diaphragm right it's like, you know that feeling when you sang at K for so long that your voice starts, your, your throat starts to feel a bit, I don't know, a bit stiff. Yeah. Anyway, last comment, last comment. This person says, she's a 43-year-old female, typical working mom. So diversity, okay, this is a quite an interesting comment that really puts things in perspective. If you want to, when you grow old, you will choose this lifestyle. This is a typical mom, working mom of two kids in primary school. Looks typical but internally, it is chaos. She's referring to herself. So she looks typical, but internally, she's in chaos. I know I have large expectations of myself and it's causing my upcoming mental breakdown. If I don't do something about it, it feels like life so far is a series of tests and exams that get progressively harder and harder until sometimes I can't breathe. In my late 20s to early 30s, I worried about career and whether I will forever remain as a lowly paid worker. I wonder about my worth and whether my output is worth only this much. Got married, had kids, and the, world, and the whole worldview and lifestyle was shook up considerably. The guilt of taking out my frustration and stress on my family, the occasional nasty fights with the husband, the challenge kids bring, 
the desire not to lose myself, my ambitions and desires in the process of growing with my new family, and to top it off, losing almost all my friends. Having <coughs> wow, really hitting me hard really the truth. Having colleagues that are single-mindedly focused on work, no time even to rent, and unable to anyway because no friends who understood or are still around. The original family in my childhood offers very weak support and actually asking for my support in my very time stuff world. Dang. It's like you're sandwiched in between, right? You have your kids and then you have your parents and your parents can't take care of, your, take care of themselves. That's the worst. It's lucky I have siblings to share the load. If you have no siblings, then you die, oh. Sigh. It really feels like everyone wants a piece of me and there are many times I feel like I can't breathe. The only way I'm coping now is to focus on what happens the very next minute and not think too far ahead. I have to look for little perks in my life to hang on. The I love you for my kids. Grateful that my current colleague don't target me for bullying or gossip. Grateful that my husband is compatible with me in a way that I feel 200% secure with him and can totally be my sulky self with. Life is really colourful, but it can be very grey and hard too. I look at the elderly on the street, and since I'm midway there, I wonder what they have been through their lives. If I'm really feeling overwhelmed at my age, I think myself. I think to myself, I'm reaching that stage soon, and what will my views be then? It's kind of sad, isn't it? I think maybe my our friend here might be kind of feeling down right now. That's why she wrote this whole piece, right? And this is the kind of experience that really deter me from picking up additional responsibilities like having kids. I mean, kids with kids, you have like very depressed moments, but you also have very high highs, right? Like very exciting moments when the kids love you and whatever it is, and you get to nurture the kid. But the fact that there's so many things to deal with, I don't think I can handle it. And the fact that I don't have time for myself. It's, it's challenging, man. When you don't really have experience living for someone and don't have this kind of experience dealing with so many responsibilities, having suddenly so much like this kind of things to do with, it can be quite challenging and it feels like she don't really have time to herself. And I ask myself like, if I go for this kind of life, is it even worth it? Like, I mean, you have very high highs, uh, you have all these experiences that's nice with people around you. But is it, is it though, is it good? And if I, and I can't just say I want to try it and if I don't like it, I just give it up, right? It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way, man. And you realize like, okay, this life is not like a game. Granted, you can try different careers, but this kind of certain things you can't try, right? You can hear what people say, then you think whether you want or not. And, and it's just tough, like 43 female. And I think this is a, the really the crux of these things is, is also one of those, there's one point or so that, that, that is like made, that you can really get from this, this comment, right? Is that no matter which age you are, even at 43, you're still dealing with problems and life is just ups and downs. And if you don't accept it, then you're gonna be in for a lot of trouble. And hopefully the ups are better than the downs lah. Hopefully you get to appreciate the highs better. And hopefully the downs are not that 
that that will make you go crazy and and pull all your highs even further down right yeah i don't know man i mean i can't really it, this is quite interesting to to see but i it's tough man but i i okay anyway i'm i have no plans to make this very depressing i thought this was quite relevant and i just talk about things maybe it's like you know recent recently these few days is more about rambling it's a rambling mode right so that's the end of today's episode i hope you guys enjoyed it and if you have enjoyed it or find it in interesting please consider checking out my patreon page to support the podcast at patreon.com slash chillaxpodcast and yeah i will see you guys next week